0: As we said, from places where we come from, uh, yeah, there's there's no one picking people from out of nowhere and taking them into Europe just like that. Yeah. There's a whole way we have to do by ourselves, mm. and I remember that with a lot of a lot of joy because it was a, it was a beautiful trip.
1: Today I'm talking to the baritone Herman Oliveira now. Oh. Herman, this is so great to, to speak to you and um, where are you now at the moment
0: I'm in uh, in a small town called Lewis which is uh, very close to Brighton in England mm. and uh, it's a kind of uh, Kind of a station for the singers who came to Glendeborn. The most of us, uh, they stay in, in in this little town. I think it's famous because of that. It's the closest town to Glendeborn. and therefore the most of the singers stay here, unless they live in London or in Brighton okay. or around. But um, so,
1: yeah. are you are you there now? For how long for this festival?
0: Oh, um, I'm still. One more month. Yeah. Okay. It's been so fast and I'm a little bit sad that it's, it's, it's getting over. Oh, the really? rehearsal process. Yeah. The rehearsal process is always so beautiful, so rich. And then after the premiere, it seems like it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have done nine performances and we still have, uh, seven ahead.
1: Okay. But tell me about this uh, festival and and uh, how did you get there? Or uh, yeah,
0: Well, I did an audition for Paul Moe, who is one of the uh, artistic directors of the festival. And uh, initially I was supposed to, uh, well, I was not supposed, I just did the audition for Malatesta, which is a role in Don Pasquale, right? And uh, it was very specific. He wanted to hear the... Apart from the aria, he wanted to hear the, the text of the duet in the third act with Don Pasquale. Some difficult tests with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, um difficulties in the in the pronunciation. <laughs> it's very fast. Okay, yeah. Very yeah. funny. <laughs> And uh, and so I did that, I did the audition. And then I was told that uh, they were inviting me for doing The Count of Valma Viva in Notte de Figaro instead, which I was very happy with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that was it. The, yeah. Someone tell to someone that there's an audition and that someone tells to someone else and that someone tells to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that someone told to my agent. My agent told me, I I came to Berlin because he was in Berlin at the time. I did the audition in the middle of. Uh, I think I was rehearsing, the Barber of Seville in in Germany in Hanover at the time. And I yeah I just took I just said okay yeah let's do it I just mm. took it yeah I I did it and uh, yeah.
1: Well, well, things seem to be back to normal and, and uh, many things happening. Uh, so are you, are you freelance or are you connected to a, a theatre?
0: I've been, I've been, fe- I've been uh, fixed in Hannover for three seasons. Okay. And uh, right now I'm, well, I'm technically part of the ensemble, right? because the season finishes in July. But right now, since I'm I'm in Glendeborn, I cannot be in in Hanover at all. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm leaving the ensemble after this season and I'm going back to freelancing. Yes, I'll I'll be in Poland and then Amsterdam, then Madrid and and so and so and so.
1: Do you prefer uh, freelancing?
0: For you me. Well, uh, I was actually saying that to a friend before. Sadly. Well, sadly and not, but um it, it is so nice to have uh to have your place, right? In one city. And it's also so nice to have a kind of routine. I experienced that in, in Hanover. I experienced this here to wake up at a certain time to do your coffee, your breakfast, to take your way in your bike or in a shuttle or walking and uh, and do your routine at the theater and then come back and i don't know having this um this familiar areas in your life is it's beautiful but it's also very nice to be traveling around all the time to be in a place which the culture speaks in a different way and the food is different and the way of behaving is different i was also very curious uh, child so so for me it's uh, it's very special to to see around to, to meet the people in different countries I, I don't know I don't know what to say because uh, well right now it's time to freelance because it's a part of my career in which I have to do that and uh, and I'm going to enjoy it very much and I'm going to miss very much to to be in, in Hanover all the time I'll be living there. I'll be just uh, traveling around, okay. but mm, yeah, yeah, because, yeah.
1: yeah, because you get part of a family. I think you know when you're in the, in yeah.
0: the
1: connected to a, a, a opera company.
0: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes, after every day, after knowing them so good, because from one production it follows another in which you are involved with. Maybe the 50% of the same same people, maybe yeah. less, but still crossing them in the corridors, mm-hmm. going out for dinner together, hanging out together. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, a brotherhood, a family.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. It's beautiful. Yeah. But now you're going to, I mean, in freelancing, then you meet uh, a lot of other people as well. So I think this is in your world. I think I see you are also connected, you know, from all over the world. People, you, people seem to know each other.
0: It does. Seems like that. Yes, yes, yes. Every time you arrive to a new place and you ask, where are you from? Yeah. Oh, I'm from Ireland. Oh, I'm from Mexico. Oh, so you know this and this and this and that, yeah, and that. Yeah. Yes, 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 my best friends. Everywhere. It's it's so That's funny.
1: That's amazing,
0: yeah. That we're connected but, with yeah. so people.
1: But now, how did you start in music? Where where were you born?
0: Oh, well, I born in Mexico, in Morelia. Morelia is the capital city of the state of Michoacán, which is in the very middle of Mexico, uh, close to Mexico City, more or less, four hours close. And um, yeah, the music I remember since uh, since always. I, I don't remember the first time that I heard music. Mm-hmm. I just remember growing in an environment where, where there was music. I mean, Mexico is music everywhere. If you go to the market, if you're in the public transportation, if you are <laughs> sleeping, <laughs> there's music on the streets. There's noise all the time. There's music everywhere. So that contact affects you directly as a Mexican, if you willing it or not. And uh, also in my family, I, I, I heard my, my brothers singing and my parents, they were always singing. My father's yes. brothers my mom's cousins, my mom's sister. Yeah, they were singing all the time. So for me, it was like, uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I never thought about it. I was just doing it before mm-hmm. I could have a, a judgment about what I was doing, <laughs> I guess.
1: But, but yeah. When they, when you say they were singing, were they singers or was, was it just part of the culture, you know, that people well,
0: sing? Yeah, no, it's just part of the culture, okay. yeah. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, people they sing even if they don't have good voices. Even if they are not actually good, they are they are yelling because of the pleasure of (laughs) doing it. It's It's very funny, but yeah. But many times you find people with uh, beautiful voices, eh? Also singing on the street or singing in the public transport. Sometimes you you do like wow. Look Maybe. at that! That's an international tenor, and he doesn't know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Very funny, very, very funny phenomenon we experience. Amazing,
1: experienced. yeah.
0: So and in my dad, in my parents' case, I'm sorry, in my parents' case, just to just to make it clear, uh, they were not professionals. They they never studied music, but they just uh, they just learned as me, listening at their parents, and uh, and they did the same from their parents, and, and so and so, and so, and so,
1: yes. Now, is it then in Mexico, do you have a lot of sort of traditional folk music? You know, like uh, what is it that people sing?
0: Yes, yes, we do. We do have a lot of traditional music. Uh, I don't know where to start from. Like a hundred years ago, more than a hundred in the revolution time, the songs were a method were a way to spread the news. No, okay. of course there was a newspaper, but uh, yeah, the the news were not so. You cannot relay for sure. I mean, we still cannot relay hundred percent about what the media says. Right? Uh, it's very useful, but uh, you can you can never know what what's the actual truth. What's the the main point of the situation. In that time, uh, the people were were singing songs, telling the story about what happened. And those songs were were traveling the, 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 the regions, the, the areas. And, um, and from that time, we still have many of those songs that we, we, we still have in our repertoire. And from that style, which was a mix of the of the polka music and uh, German instruments and uh, Spanish traditions, uh, with all that mix of cultures, born this uh, this this folk Mexican style that now we know as uh, música ranchera. no? Mm-hmm. and then we have a little bit more academic music following the the line of the of a french chanson following the the light of the the line of the spanish songs in a more informal way we have the the boleros and also mm-hmm. the and also the the how to put it how to put it the the lyric mexican music Many of those people doesn't know they were written by by actual composers or actually academic composers, but they are part of our everyday. And so, yeah, there's there's so many things in Mexico. So many things happened in Mexico in the last century. A lot of cultures arrived to Mexico, and therefore we have many genders of music, many styles. And uh, I don't know when when it started, when did the Mexican people get the affection for the singing? We had a lot of Italian migrations, a lot of Spanish, and uh, well, those are cultures that are always uh, singing and doing festivities and expressing, right? themselves through the music. So, yeah. Yeah. because of that, we have a a big amount of, Wow. In, the, in um, the scene, yes.
1: I never knew that. This is a beautiful, This beautiful. Okay. Oh, that you, yeah, that you do that.
0: You know something funny? Because you live in, in Vienna, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't ask if you are from Austria or you were born in, in somewhere uh, else. South Africa. You born in South Africa. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. We are always far from from home, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah.
0: Uh, a few years ago, I was working in Innsbruck, and uh, in Austria. And uh, in one of my day offs, I um, I went to a folk concert. It was called like that. Um, there were all kind of um m- music, and uh, there was this kind of. Mm, I don't know how to put it, these people dressing as kind of farmers Mm -hmm. and they were like the like, yeah, like like countryside music or so Mm -hmm. with violins. And uh, uh, it was a family. The father was playing the contrabass. The mother was playing the guitar. The two sisters were playing the violins and the boy was playing the accordion. And the music they were doing, it was just like being in Mexico. It was so funny, that was so so. They were singing in German, or maybe in some uh, Tyrolean uh, dialect, or God knows. But the the music was uh, was was shocking me because it really sounded like the music in the north of Mexico. Because people from that area arrived to the north of Mexico and wrote those guitars and those um, accordions and those instruments. And uh, you clearly hear the 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 culture of that area in the north of Mexico. It was very, very shocking. Ah,
1: yeah. but I, I actually spoke to um, uh, someone yesterday also about, and the day before, and it's very interesting that you talk about this now, that we talked about music and culture and how um, Bringing these things together, and and how people, how it brings people together, you know, um, mm. these different sounds and and the different instruments. That's be wonderful. It's, mm. it's so co- coincidental that we talk about this now because this Funny. has been my weeks my weeks talks about this. Funny. Now, when when did classical music then? Um, uh, when did you get to do classical music?
0: that's the funny part of my story because um i've been always a a rebel spirit right Mm -hmm. if there's something you tell me that is forbidden i want to do that i I don't do it in purpose it's just part of my i'm also like
1: that yeah
0: and so as a child i i experienced that a lot in the school with my parents uh, with with everyone I, I I don't need that much uh, <laughs> inspiration and uh, anyway i I was a really rebel guy, a really rebel child and um i I experienced some well not so not difficulties, but I was a little bit out of my place in the school. i mean i I loved school i remember with uh, with a lot of love all my friends and uh, the 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 yeah, the experience of discovering the new world when you leave your house and you go to school and you uh, and you discover so many things right but i had the feeling that uh, not everything was meant for me at the time and my my concentration w- was floating around in s- so other things far from the, from the signatures. But when it was related to music, somehow my attention was totally focused on that or the sports, that was something else. But then with the time, uh, I just did my life normally like any other, uh, teenager and um at the middle of the high school um i had to i had to leave the school because i was i was going very bad i was going very bad on it i, I was just uh, my mind was just somewhere else and uh and i had to leave my house as well because uh, my situation was really complicated mm, i was uh i was in in contact against my mom all the time, and uh, arriving to a certain point in which we we could not live together. I was I was uh, seventeen year old, and um, and I have to leave the house because of that reason. It was dramatic and a bit sad, but then I I, I learned during the process that uh, it was meant to be. And uh, it was for a beautiful cause. I need to see the world, part of my, part of my house, part of my security, part from my family. I needed to find myself uh, alone in a different environment. And uh, after six months or so, my mom came with the idea that um, maybe I didn't need to, to, to do as the rest of the people would do. Maybe I didn't need to do a a regular school. There was a chance to do musical school. That was not an option for me because uh, as in the rest of the world in Mexico, you hear that music is not an actual career, right? People ask you, what are you gonna do with your life? And if you respond that you would like to do some music, they were answer back. Um, yeah, but won't you like to make a real career, like an actual, like a real <laughs> <Yeah>. profession? <laughs> we hear that all over the world, right? Yeah. And uh, so it was not a choice for me to think about that, but I took the chance to go into the conservatory because it was a chance to to make peace with my mom and to go back to my house. And to kind of please her somehow. And also for me, I said, yeah, why not? Uh, Maybe I can just take a break and do some music in the meantime. (laughs) Like it's not a full demanding profession. (laughs) And uh, yeah, okay. I went into the school. Kind of against my will, kind of against of experiencing, just exploring the alternative yeah, ways. And so in that environment, I found that I, I was able to swim. I was, I was a fish who was running in sand the whole life. And when I was put there, it was like put that fish in the into the ocean. Oh wow! Is that is like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> this is for me. This is interesting for me. I
1: love this analogy that you have. To say.
0: <laughs> I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. I was with the music, but I had no idea that there was a place in which you could explore deeply the the music, the history of music, the languages the the piano lessons, the singing lessons, the analysis, of the the counterpunct lessons, so interest stuff, theater, acting, corporal expression, dancing. no, this was this was it. This is heaven. I, I felt really, really comfortable, although the way was just about to start. and from there, it got really difficult through many times. But uh, somehow I knew that that was, that was my my area, that was, that was meant for me, yes.
1: And how wonderful that your mom had this intuition to send you there.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank God.
1: Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's, um, and, and she's still supporting you?
0: Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, all my family, they're very happy that, that I do this. Yeah. At the very beginning, I must say that uh, I found so many times comments from my family like, uh, okay, you're having fun with the music, but maybe eventually you should think about something real, right? <laughs> because you, you don't live from the music. But I was so loved by the time that I said, nah, I think if you, I think if you do what you really like in life, everything is going to put in front by itself. Yeah. And it's been like that with a little bit of effort, <laughs> but uh, it's been like that. It 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 does work like that, I think. Yes. Well, I,
1: yeah, I think so too. And I think it's there's this misconception. I mean, I I know I hear this many times when I speak to also ballet dancers. You know, where they say somebody asks them, "But what is your real job?" You know, they say they're a ballet dancer, and. Um, and it it is this misconception that some people have, you know, about art and artists. Yes. Yes.
0: Mm. Yes, it happens to everyone. Maybe yeah. for a ballet dancer it's even harder because mm. people might think that they have a job. And then at night when they have some free time, they go and practice half an hour and then they go on stage <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, they cannot imagine the work that a dancer does in their lives to train and practice every single day, starting for the stretching every single time. Exactly, yeah. The discipline.
1: It's the same with singers as well, because you also have to keep your voices, um, (laughs) you know, up to standard and and so on. But um, how did you get then from Mexico to Germany?
0: Yeah, though yeah, that was that was a trip. <laughs> yeah, well, I um, yeah, in the process of studying, I um, I I had the chance to be on stage for the first time in uh, 2008, I think it was, and that was the first time I heard the orchestra on the pit when I was on stage. So, so I felt the 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 floor vibrating because of the orchestra. And that day I knew that I was going to do that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. one way or other. Yeah, because before I was really in love with the the, the actual practicing and studying and watching the videos and dreaming about uh, being in Europe because it's like the place to be for an artist in our in our profession, right? And uh, But from Mexico, it represents uh, a little bit less than a dream, right? Because it's, it's very difficult to get out of that. But that day, when I heard the orchestra on the pits and the, the thing that it produced me to, to be the instrument that is leading the melody of all the orchestra, it, it was so shocking that that was actually possible, that that was actually happening. I, yeah, I I said to myself that I would do.
1: You give me goosebumps now, uh, really.
0: I said to myself that I would do even the impossible to make that happen. And um, yeah. And so first I moved to Mexico City, the big city with a bigger school with more opportunities. Then I moved to, to Sinaloa in the north of Mexico because they did uh, a young opera studio. And from there, I, um, I started to, to look for um, the same kind of places like an opera studio out of Mexico. So I did an audition in, in Chicago, Lyric Opera, and I did an audition in Valencia Opera Studio. And they picked me in Valencia. So I moved there. I I was two years at the Placido Domingos Academy. Wow. And then I, I was living in Spain for a few years. And then the, the opportunity came to to do this audition for be part of the ensemble in Germany. I didn't think twice I did the audition. When they selected me, I canceled all my contracts in Spain and Mexico, and I, I moved to Germany. I must say that, um, I don't know why people can think about this, but for me, when I was studying in Mexico, Germany was such a reference for me in the history of music, a place that I, I wanted to, to, to know. I had no idea about the German culture. I didn't speak the language at all. I, um, I was just very impressed by the, by the, 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 the school of music, you no, know, the, the school of, uh, the the chorals in four voices the the baroque compositions from the from that time the the german composers we had a lot of references from there in our musical lessons in mexico i think that's why i was so curious about that and uh, and, and i i always wanted to to live there somehow and then the yeah it eventually happened okay. <laughs> I'm I'm making a big resume of the events because we would need maybe the whole day for explaining how it was no, but it's the mon- <laughs> yeah,
1: but, but you know, it's so wonderful because it's it it must. I think also. I think sometimes coming from South Africa, where I grew up in a town where there were no the, there was no theatre, um, and for me things in Vienna, for example, I many times you know, I'm so uh, excited or I get so excited about certain things because I think I never had this opportunity when I was younger. And here are people living who this, this is part of their life. They grew up with seeing this always. And I think um, it's, it's different for somebody who had to come like your journey from where you were to having this as a dream you know germany as a dream to come to so it's a fulfillment of such a dream is so much higher i think than the 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 joy you know because it's so much uh, effort went into getting there
0: i think so i think so yes you are very very right i think the harder something takes to to be achieved, the, the bigger the reward is right yeah. mm-hmm. in, in everything in life. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful way to, to experience life. I think when something is given in an easy way, well, it's always, it's also a joy, right? When things are not so difficult to achieve, but when you put your whole interest your whole energy in something and day by day it seems like it's really not going to happen because it's really impossible but you still push to it every day even with your thoughts sometimes it's not possible to push with your actions because you have to you have to work (laughs) in some others in some real stuff <laughs> in the meantime, right? You have, to, you have to make sure that you have food and you have to pay the rent. And for a young artist, um, you don't get paid for studying and uh, you're not hired unless you have some certain experience or you are in a certain place, someone can hear you. But uh, as we said, from places where we come from, uh, yeah, there's, there's no one picking people from out of nowhere and taking them into Europe, just like that. Yeah. There's a whole way we have to do by ourselves. Mm. And I remember that with a lot of, a lot of joy because it was, uh, it was a beautiful trip. I remember myself when I was in Mexico City. I don't know if you know Mexico City, but and- it's a monster. <laughs> it's a huge monster with, 25 million of Mexicans and people from all the world (laughs) punching themselves to to open way in their lives, at the same time as you. And uh, it's uh, it's it's a bit tough to to live there to to open your way in there. And uh, days can be exhausting when you're moving yourself from a place to place. And uh, at the end of the day, you realize that uh, you couldn't do much to get close to your dream. You only have your dream in mind. And uh, there was n- not such a chance to to make a difference from the day before. But you stay thinking that maybe the next day is going to be a chance. Maybe uh, it's going to come. It's going to come. And you keep writing scores for fun, listening music, dreaming that one day you could be singing that. And through the months and through the years, things start to, to collide with others. Events start to appear in front of you. Small chances start to appear for you to be in on stage, to be in contact with certain people, to, be, to join a competition. And then you get involved, 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 involved. And that process is, uh, it's very big. So I remember when I was in the very middle of that and I was very sure because my heart told me that I was going to be here. I was, I have no idea how I was going to do it, but I was very sure I was going to make it. And I, I said to myself to embrace that moment because it was time for that. And it would come the time for this. Yeah. As now, I enjoy this very much. It will come the time for something else, maybe. But now is the time for this. Mm. As in that time, it was the time for that.
1: I'm I'm so glad you talk about this now, because, you know, this is really why I want to speak to artists also, is because we see you on stage. And we think, you know, we sit in this wonderful opera house or and, and with all the glamour and we see you on stage and it's all this wonderful production. But this story of yours is so touching. And mm-hmm. there are so many young um, artists in the world who needs to hear this, needs to hear that you have to just persevere and um, follow the dream and persist in the dream to get to where you want to be.
0: Yes. I think I think it starts with the exactly with the with the dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the I don't know. Maybe that's the main point of life. Life is full of possibilities. You can do whatever you want really. Whatever you want. The thing that really fulfills your heart. That's the thing you should really do, because life can seem to be an ocean of time and at the same time, it's just a really brief moment in the existence, right? Depending of what you do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it goes very fast, sometimes it goes very slow, but um, we should not lose time doing something against our will. Sometimes we have to, of course in order to, to yeah. advance, in order to move to the next step. We all have been in that position in which we have. I, I, I had to sing on the streets many times. I had to sing in, the, in restaurants, in the public transportation for getting money for, for food. It was a time for that. And it's hard, but it's also beautiful because it's just part of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as I said before, Maybe the main point is to, to put your, your thoughts following your, your heart's desire. Because if you have the, 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 the dream, the love, the, the passion for doing something, the desire of doing something, if you put all your energy on it, it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's just like that. Even if it seems really, really really <laughs> impossible to achieve. <laughs> it's just going to happen sooner or later because yeah. the way you, in the moment you move a piece of the chest is not the same anymore. The, the board is already changed because you move a piece mm-hmm. and then it's time to the, to the opponent or to the universe, the destiny in this case, to move a piece and then you move your pace and then it's already changing. It's never going to be the same once you take the decision or even the, the thought of doing certain thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. The, the rhythm is very different for everyone, right? We all have different uh, different times, different paths in our lives. Some people's paths are very short, some people's are very long. Some people have the, the, uh, the, the rhythm in their lives to be in a certain step and some others in another step, mm-hmm. but we all arrive at this same time at the same place sooner or later. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so no, I
1: absolutely agree with you there, and I think it's it's sometimes the the times where it feels things are not moving too fast, that we should actually notice what's happening around because then it's usually these times that people come on your way. Um, that inspire or that you need to be there for somebody else at that specific point, you know, so
0: um,
1: I always think that (laughs) when things stagnate a little bit, you should always notice what is happening, you know, why is it happening, so um,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's very, very, very important. I think that's one of the main keys of uh, everyone's process in in life, not only in the professional, but also in the personal process. There's someone, there's always someone meant to appear in your life and tell you something. And not always in a kind way. Sometimes can be a person that we consider an enemy. But Mm -hmm. because of that lack of friendship, that lack of confidence, this person can be well, rude maybe enough to tell you the things straight, right? Yeah. Sometimes our friends are so kind with us to tell us the truth because they love us and it's not possible to to face the, the mirror yeah. of life with those kind words, but sometimes a, a person who doesn't have affection for you can be more straight and make you see that you are Oh, maybe being wrong in something. Mm. The, yeah, it's that's very, very, very important what you said. Yeah, and, and also all, all we, sorry. I, no, I, no, I, think it, I think all the people we meet in life is meant to to show us something. It's yeah. meant to, to to teach us something to show I, us.
1: Mm. I absolutely mm. believe that that's why when somebody talks to me I always I respond because I think maybe I needed to hear something from this person or maybe this person needed to hear something from me uh, yeah
0: not easy eh? yeah not easy I always yeah I kind to try that as well I kind kind of try to to see people that normally people wouldn't see or to hear people that normally people is a bit bored of. Yeah. And But uh, sometimes it happens that just when your guard is down and you're just out of focus, certain people approach to you and you have zero passions to speak to them. Yeah. <laughs> it can also be the case. Yeah, um uh, that, no, that's that's, that's true. a pity. Oh, I try to be kind to everyone and the uh, meant people to be kind with is just the, the one that I was the less thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Very, very but, um, true. Yeah,
1: but but now what is your dream role? Of, you know, what do you sing? What is your dream role mm-hmm. to sing?
0: Um you know, I I love Verdi operas even if I've never sung one, and honestly, I, I think I'll have to wait some time. Even, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, this summer I'm singing Un Giorno del Regno, which is the second opera of Verdi, and it's still a kind of a comedy, it's a, it's a comedy opera. Uh, so the style sounds a lot like, like Donizetti, like Rossini even. So it's not the Verdi that we all know that we all dream to sing with uh, um, Don Carlo, Il Trovatore, Rigoletto, right? But I still love to hear those operas because are incredibly beautiful. And uh, I've been dreaming with singing Rigoletto my whole life because the opera is just amazing. The overture is just unbelievably beautiful. The chorus appearances are just incredible. Mm -hmm. And the arias for everyone, for the soprano, for the tenor, for the baritone, even for the bass, (laughs) they're all so beautiful. And in this case, the Rigoletto is the main role of the opera and uh, the story is so dramatic and uh, I love those contexts. I can express myself way better on those than on the Easy, easy comedy or uh, light stories. Although that's not going to happen in, in a while. Oh really? But I, I, yeah, rigoletto for me it's a bit uh, it's a bit far in the map. Okay. Yeah. But some other things that I've been enjoying very much, and this also my favorite role, it's the uh, Figaro, the barber of Seville. Mm-hmm. Mm, even when when the, the 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 story of the Barber of Seville is not that dramatic. It's not that you have to sit on a table with some with the team for three months to understand the context of the story. Ah, yeah, because yeah. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even so the music is very beautiful. And uh when you hear the the orchestration of Largo al Factotum, you just you just you just wake up if you were sleeping with the rest of the opera, You just sit properly and it's like being ready for the for the fireworks as an audience. When you're on stage, well, <laughs> It's just fireworks inside of you. <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's something really beautiful to sing. It's such mm-hmm. a joy to sing those kind of things. Yes. It's wonderful yeah.
1: how you describe this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no? With my, my own uh, expressions. Yeah. yeah. Also, another area that I love very much, and it was with me during the process of studying, competitions, auditions, And um, even when it's not entirely for my vocality uh, is Camillo, the the bullfighter of Carmen. Uh, It's not such a big role in the opera. I mean, he appears in the second act and he gets all the clapping and all the fans. (laughs) It's so fun. But the music is also the way the orchestra starts. It's really goose-bumping. Really? Yes. Even when you are on the wing and you don't need to sing, when you are in the audience, when you listen to it in a concert, when the orchestra starts, it's really... You know, on stage happens this strange phenomenon. You can be, you can be sick, like, like really sick, like from your stomach or you have a cold or you can have a a depression, maybe because of certain things in your personal personal life, you can be in a hangover, you can be very low in energy for Many reasons, right? And mm-hmm. you still have to go on stage because it's your job, right? And uh, well, the people pays a ticket and they need to see the 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 fireworks, right? That the joy. Mm-hmm. First, it doesn't really matter how you feel. How, how are yeah. you feeling? Mm-hmm. And second, once you put uh, a foot on stage, it it doesn't count. It just goes away. Really? Really. You can have a terrible headache. You can have a a disease. You can feel terrible. But once you're on stage, it's just another story.
1: Amazing.
0: When when you're on stage with an orchestration like that. Yeah. Wow. It really makes you feel the, the drums of life. You know, it really makes you feel the, the magical spell that it's, it's been hidden in the music through centuries. God knows from since when, but uh, when you are the rider above the horse that the orchestra represents, it's not you anymore. It's yours. It's just your your soul getting out of you and running like a wild horse through the, yeah. Through the wind. Yes. But
1: but that's the magic of music and and I think the magic of opera, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, um, I was also doing an interview with uh, somebody who did this experiment where people didn't understand. Uh, he he used music where the lyrics people didn't understand, but it, the, they were artists and he asked them to, to make a piece of art, to do a drawing or so on. And even though they didn't understand the words, the lyrics, they interpreted the music and the sound and, and everything. And they they actually made a, a, a painting or a drawing that mm. that uh, is relevant to to the music that was sung and i think this is the magic of the music you know and, and the magic of of opera yeah so amazing. that you can go without even understanding but you can get that sense of what the person is saying amazing yeah
0: in, in, incredible um, yeah, I yeah, I wonder how it would be um to to not be able to to see the line of the music, right? Since I'm a child, I remember that certain music sounds like this or like that, no yeah. happy, uh funny, festivity, sad, right? Um but also you kind of you kind of follow the line, and you can memorize it because you have the, well, the, the aptitude to do that, right? The 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 skill. But uh, how is for certain people who is not able to reproduce music? For certain people who doesn't have the musical skill to to catch the music, but they have the skill to to draw things, or to or to move. To express ourselves with the body or with something else, yeah, it's like, 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 uh, yeah, like, like you say. Um, I've I've been in contact with people that is not able to to sing one note, but when they listen to music, they experience the very same as me, mm-hmm. and they kind of describe with colors what they what they hear right yeah they cannot sing and they cannot talk about uh, the style of music and the composer and the, the the style of the 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 period in which was written the the nothing but uh, but they can just see the the figures around the, the harmony around the melody what they what it it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's very crazy. Yeah.
1: That's well, and I've, I've also spoken to a, a blind, um, soprano, uh, uh, Rochelle Fienemans in South Africa, and she can't read one note, but she sings, uh, she sings by hearing, uh, you know, and, and reproducing it and, and the pitch and everything is perfect. And it's just by hearing. So, yeah. isn't it amazing how how music oh, yeah. has that, you know that,
0: that yeah power. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I mean, before uh, I I meant about people who has not the, the 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 attention to to hear music, right? Oh. But yeah, even for um yeah um when I was at the school of music. Uh, I used to close my eyes when I was singing and my teacher, you would, would say to, to open, open them because we have to see the public and we have to see the teacher and you have to see what well, to, to let people see your eyes. Right. Yeah. But I was closing my eyes because it was the way in which I was, I was learning the songs in my house. No? I was yeah. kind of closing the eyes and I was kind of following the melody. And I was listening carefully what the instruments were doing. And then I would try to do the same with my guitar and kind of following the the chords and do more or less the same. And I was putting it back and trying to reproduce it and back again. So I was listening very careful. And I realized that closing my eyes, I was like extremely focused on that melody. Yeah. On that. And um I I lost that um. That habit because my my teacher told me to to open my eyes, but uh, it does make make sense. Mm-hmm. People who's blind, uh, they have an extreme, extremely sensitive uh, feeling of the music mm-hmm. because they are not uh, they are not following it in the same way we do. They are just riding above. Every single sound one at a time, one after another. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Amazing. But mm. now um Herman, what are your wishes for the future?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure so many of your wishes have already come true, but now what What
0: are the (laughs) risks? Well, as I said before, I don't know where my spirit is going to bring me. I don't know what's the the destiny of Germán. In the musical, in the professional uh, way, um, I would love to be in the in the best roles, in the best theatres, I would like to, to, see, to keep seeing the world. Uh, as for every singer, it's a, it's a dream to be at the Met in New York, at Vienna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. At, uh, at Paris, mm-hmm. at the Royal Opera House in London, right? I, I have the feeling it's going to happen. I have the feeling as I had it before that I was going to be here. It's, it's going, it's meant to be, it's going to happen sooner or later. But, um, I think that life is, it's something even bigger than that. Mm. I'm very curious about that, about all the ways that life can bring us. It's been a joy to do this career. It is it is so beautiful. It's so beautiful all that I describe you on stage, all the experiences that you you feel through the music, through the through the process of studying it, through the process of performing it, knowing people, involving yourself in so many situations, packing your backpack for traveling into another country learning new phrases, new languages, new repertoire, being in different stages, shake so many people's hands. It's very beautiful. Uh, I don't know how long it's is going to last, um, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, to see what else is in life because I don't, think, I don't think that singing all over the world can be the, the main um, reason of my existence. I'm very curious to, to go deeper into that and to, to explore inside of myself,
1: yeah
0: and inside of people's uh, minds and uh, spirits I don't know I, I, I don't think, know what, what to tell you
1: but I think as an artist you also touch people by your art you know by how you how you sing and um, I think also uh, I believe that in in an audience if you sit in the audience, the artists on stage, they're not always aware of their impact on you as an audience member. So I think if if you go and think that you are connecting with somebody in the audience, then you have really made a difference at that night for that person. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be that that person needed to hear that music in that specific way that you present it. And um, so I I believe as you as artists have this ability without you even realizing, you know?
0: Yes, that's very true. I like to think that way. That is one of the main reasons for me to do this. Not only for my self-satisfaction, which is unbelievably beautiful, but also or the fact that we can touch some other people through our expression, through the, through the power of the voice and the, the power that music has. Uh, yeah. As we said before, when you're on stage, uh, you're not yourself anymore. It's like if there's a, an antique strength expressing through you and through the music in that very moment. And for someone in the audience can represent a before and after in their lives. It can be a really shocking moment. And uh, I like to think that we have, if n- not the power, but the, the gift mm-hmm. to, to be the one Awaking that part of the people with the, <clears throat> with the interpretation, with the voice. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I'm just not very sure that all the people that need to, to be touched that in that way is going to the opera. Yeah. Because the, the opera is kind of a taboo in, in the world. You um, When you say to someone on the street that you're an opera singer, they say, oh, so you're a soprano. <laughs> and I said, uh, no, I, I was soprano when I was like four or five, but now I'm not soprano. And I, I won't ever be. Oh, then you're a tenor.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, no, I was a tenor when I was 18, but now actually I'm a baritone. <laughs> and they say, oh, but you can do a tenor. If you keep practicing, you can be a terror. Yeah. Uh, mm, I don't yeah. know. Maybe not. No, don't you say that. Come on, you can do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I'll try my best. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, it's not. a real strange idea. Yeah. Yeah. But in I the think common. it's
1: yeah. Now I, I I know it's it's people's misconceptions, but this is why I also do these interviews. You know, to to try and reach people who are not in the theatre. You know, but but yeah. maybe introduce this to them because I think this is this this distance that's between the artist and the public. Um, is this that you don't speak a lot about this you don't you do your thing and you're on the stage and you do your art and and i know many times people say but they you know it's not necessary for an artist to to talk about himself or to talk about his life but i do think it is because i think we are inherently as people connected to stories so we relate to people according to stories and if if somebody can tell like you have shared now your story and how you got to be there, it immediately makes a different connection. Mm. And um, I saw this actually when I photographed um, the artists in their windows here in Vienna over the lockdown period. This was a question that I asked myself the whole time is why are these people why do they want to be on stage so much you know they they have their houses they have food you know the government provided for them that they don't have to be on the street and but yet they they their real um, um longing was to be on stage and and to sing and to be with the audience and to connect with the audience you know and this was something that I found very fascinating, and then I realized but doing art is is really the ultimate form of love, because what the artists give, um, they don't understand how it is received. And you know we are as humans we when we love somebody, we always want to have this this Um, feedback you know like if you say I love you then you want somebody to say back I love you too or if you give flowers then you want that person to respond in a way and but with art it's different because with art you are giving but you are not knowing what how it is received necessarily there's not a lot of people coming up to you and thanking you all the time and and you know the applause is one part of it it's a it's a you know acknowledgement and it's an appreciation a, a way of appreciating but um but yeah i think um I think art is is really the ultimate form of love.
0: yeah, I think the people that has um well because art has been many things right. Yeah. sometimes the, the the art that we perform on stage it was just the job of someone. I mean, when Bach was making his uh, cantatas, it was uh, it was he was paid for doing that for the church, right mm-hmm. But he was doing it in an amazing way that after centuries is still insane to read them and you say, this is beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Or when someone was painting a Duke, he was paid by the Duke to make a portrait of himself, right? And yeah. so as a person who was a painter, well, he just, he, he painted the Duke. And then after centuries, we have this Ooh. portrait that you say, ah, well, 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 how, how's, what? how's that possible? And that's, that's touching us so deeply that we say, wow, this is expression of, uh, yeah, of... Uh, divine creature, right? And it was just his job doing that. Yeah. But it's touching us so much that we have the need to do that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes the, sometimes I think the artist is kind of addicted to be on stage <laughs> and to feel that affection. Although it's not, it's not necessary. When the, when the lockdown came, I was the happiest person because I had to stay home. Really? I was yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Not the pressure.
0: No, I was so happy. I mm. was doing songs with my guitar. I was listening to music the whole day. I was at the balcony sitting, watching the trees and singing the whole day. It was really fine for me. Mm. Yeah. Um I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> you just- that's <laughs> my mom calling me <laughs>
0: oh that's a beautiful
1: that's a beautiful lucky you and she's she's persistent calling <laughs> oh
0: so beautiful so, so beautiful
1: yeah but you were saying i i actually saw on your instagram you play the guitar and i wanted to ask you about that as well so you 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 just do that for fun
0: yes yes uh, yes the guitar Came with me the whole journey since my childhood. It's very popular in Mexico the guitar, and uh, when I was at the middle school, I used to bring it to school to have fun with my friends in the breaks. So we were gathering together and we were teaching songs to each other. And then I was telling, "So you do these positions, and then I will do this solo in the guitar and do it together, and then we we were creating songs now for fun." <coughs> When we were like 14, a friend of mine and me, we, um, we, we brought serenades, because this is a thing in Mexico, the mm-hmm. serenade during the night. If you oh. like a girl,
1: Ooh, you go I to, really her house, oh. <laughs> to
0: her house in the night, quietly yeah. around 3 a.m. when everything's quiet. And then without any warning, without knocking the door, without making any noise. In the quiet of the night, you just grab your guitar and you start playing and then you start singing in the street. It is allowed in Mexico. It's actually
1: <laughs> very <Okay. loud.
0: laughs> I was wondering, I was asking to my friends when I was living in Spain or in Germany, what if I bring serenade? mates? I think they would call the police if you do that. <laughs> But but it's it's a song for someone. Oh, that's
1: so wonderful! Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
0: The they don't have that. They're not guilty of your sickness, so yeah. they don't, they want to sleep. Like, <laughs> but what if it's a beautiful melody with a few guitars and few voices singing in the in a choral way together? Yeah, they were like. Mm, no, that's uh, for Walter. <laughs> That's not allowed.
1: You know, I would love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you you would maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a a a
1: hopeless. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love things like that.
0: It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And with with the with the silence of the night, yeah, sounding on the the street is very magic. It's very. I remember when I was a child and my dad was bringing serenade to my mom, you are dreaming, you're just sleeping, and then all of a sudden you, you hear music in your dreams and you start to dream with music. And then you realize that the music is in the real world, so you wake up and there's music on the street, And you open the window and there's a, a mariachi, a band of music, <laughs> trumpets and violins and guitars. And it's like... 4 a.m. Wow! There's music on the, in the darkness, and they're singing with beautiful voices, loud, like if it's a concert, just for one person.
1: <gasps> it's so,
0: it's so beautiful. So yeah. we do this with my friends, with my friends in Mexico. When we were 14, it was the first time we grabbed our guitars. His parent, his father. <laughs> His father was taking us in the car in the night, he was, yeah, he was.
1: <laughs> and did you say a night Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: And did she like you?
0: Um, well, actually, it was not for one girl, yeah. one exact girl at the moment. Uh, we were, we were dreamers with our friends, right? We were. We were in love with the idea of love. When okay. yeah. you Wait, maybe you don't know what is that, but you do, right? You don't know, but you do. It you is. always know, even if you are child. You do always know what love is. But yeah. but you want to do as they do in the movies. You you want mm-hmm. to experience that, uh, bringing music in the night. So we have the idea. We should do it, mm-hmm. no. But how and to who? I mean, I don't have a girlfriend. Me neither. But maybe to someone. I don't know. Yeah. And so we came with the idea for St. Valentine's Day mm-hmm. to, um, to sell some tickets to our friends and make a kind of um, uh, picking the numbers in a random way. Okay. Or um certain lucky uh people, right? Those with the correct number will will get a serenade at night. And we were selling those tickets to our friends for, I don't know,
1: oh, that's five sweet. Days
0: or something.
1: Yeah. And
0: without money, I think we did a trip with my friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um I think we did like, like 12 serenades the wow. first because there were like 12 winners mm-hmm. and we have this. So we have to do it to this person and to this person and to this person and to this person. And then we also agreed to do it to a girl that we like it. We should also do it to this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also to that one. Oh, yeah. Also to that one. <laughs> but it was a great excuse. Yeah, we're we'll yeah. people and you are lucky.
1: <laughs> but, and your dad, you said your dad did it for your mom.
0: Yes, yeah, I remember. I remember. Oh, wow. also,
1: uh,
0: yes, I remember when I was, I don't know, three or four. That's so be, beautiful. To be sleeping and then to hear the music and to wake up and don't understand what's happening. Yeah. There's a, a band, a mariachi sounding on the street, and you open the window, and there's my dad singing on the street. Mm-hmm. With a mariachi, with a full mariachi, and he's singing loud, open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's that how I so discovered beautiful. it. Hell. Yeah.
1: Oh, they should allow that in Germany. because girls <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think they should.
1: <laughs> they should bring it to Vienna as well, because I would I love know. that.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, I think there's a way to do it. If you just knock on every single door on the street and you warn the neighbors, and think in, yeah, and you yeah. ask permission to, to disturb a little bit. Yeah. I mean, also in, in Germany they have this this double windows that close the, the oh, side yeah. of the yeah. house, so it's not a mm-hmm. noise. Yeah. Although at three in the morning maybe it's a little. Mm. But, yeah. but still, still, uh, uh, maybe there's a way. I I think they would enjoy it. They just don't know they like it.
1: Yes. But they would. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones that don't enjoy it should just um, deal with it for that moment.
0: Yeah. It should. (laughs) It should be. Get over
1: yourself. Get over yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It should become a thing in Europe as well.
1: Yes. Yes. I think that should bring... If 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 uh, European music could, could go to Mexico, then Mexico can bring the serenade to to Europe.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think the original idea of the serenade comes from from Spain, from Are Italy. We? I mm-hmm. think it's a Mediterranean thing to to yeah to sing phrases during the night. I I don't know honestly. Oh, for okay. us uh, for us it's a very Mexican thing to do it yeah. in this way to to declare love for someone yeah. sometimes <laughs> we also did it hiding ourselves because we were so shy oh, really? for to be to think for someone that we never actually spoke in life mm. we never maybe had the courage to arrive and introduce yourself without any reason mm. because that would be weird or hard to, 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 to support, to hold. Mm-hmm. But um, asking to a friend of our friend, what's the address of that girl, do you know? And uh, it was easier to arrive in the middle of the night and to put your friends in front <laughs> and to hide yourself <laughs> under the shadow of a tree and yeah. sing there through the night. And yeah. what would
1: the girl's response then be? If she opens the window, you know she likes you, or that?
0: Well, door. mom told me there is a kind of a traditional way to answer to that. The first thing is to turn the light on. Oh, okay. It means that you are listening.
1: Yeah.
0: If the light is not on, you keep singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then the light is on, it means that she's awake and she's listening, but you keep singing until she opens the window and she shows herself. And that's uh, that means that she also liked it, she's listening to it and she feels the same way as you. If she doesn't, open the window. It means that she I really appreciated she was listening, but um, go away. <laughs> <laughs> it can also be the case that the light is on. Yeah. So you see the light, you sing for two or three more songs, and then the light is off. That means, thank you.
1: You have to go now. Mm,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It just means that... Um, yeah well she's not uh she's not that into you yeah she's <laughs> not into that or she's not impressed enough or she's okay. uh, or she's just um i don't know uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's taking it slowly or um uh, yeah yeah it's a it's uh it's a it's a it's a it's a a, a secret language i Oh, I, I love it! I love light. it. Yeah, it's really cool when yeah. you are singing one song, and after two songs, after three songs, the light is on. It's that the light is only such oh. a moment in between. Oh, oh she's listening. She's listening. Mm-hmm. So let's sing that one, the the special one, the, the one that says something special. No. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. Oh, so it builds up. So it builds up to the song that that confesses the love.
0: I mean, all the songs are basically doing that. But oh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> you kind of save your favorite for the moment when she shows the face or when she's secretly like, yeah. listening. Yes, but all the songs are beautiful.
1: That is so be- That is such a wonderful tradition, really. <laughs> I.
0: <laughs> yes, that's beautiful.
1: I it's will beautiful. put this on my dream list now that somebody comes and serenades
0: yeah. me. <laughs> yes you should <laughs> tell me your address next time yes. when i'm at the vienna Staatsoper, oh. we come with the music
1: definitely and with oh, your
0: balcony and you can tell the police that is fine yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will and then arrive. you
0: join us and then you join us and we bring serenade to someone else oh, yes and then we yes. bring that person and then we we we'll make jump, a big,
1: or a join. big yeah. Yeah, yeah, a big a big band then. Oh, yes, and okay. then at the
0: end fifteen persons singing on the oh, street. wow! Yeah, that's
1: amazing. Yeah. Now I think it's time you have to come to Vienna, shake up the streets here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. Yes, we have to create a revolution.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. um, Herman, tell me now. Just one more thing. Can you do a um? A shout out for a restaurant or a coffee shop that you like very much where you live.
0: Well, there's a place in in Hanover mm-hmm. that I go a bit often. Uh, it's um, it's um, it's Pakistan food, and it's almost in front of the Opera House in Hanover. It is called uh-huh. Massa, Massa. It's really, really nice. The food is delicious. It's really quiet and beautiful, very close to the Opera House. Uh, yeah, that's one of the places that I've been more, really? more than yeah. twice. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And, yes. and, and what type of food do you uh, order there when you go? What do
0: you well, it's, it's Pakistan food. Uh, something yeah. that, so they do. Um, they do lamb, for mm. example, in many ways. They don't cook uh pork okay. um, I think it's mainly uh the lamb and the uh, the vegetables and this um this um mid western idea of the food like the the Turkish and the Greek food with the uh, vegetables and the uh, hummus oh, okay. <laughs> and the uh, yeah, this 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 kind of mm. yeah, they have a lot of vegetables cooked in many different ways that I would never imagine. Yeah, and, uh, that's that's the magic part of it, and uh, and uh, yeah, the lamb. I don't know what's in their traditions mm. with the with the lamb, but the the lamb is in in their cuisine very very often. Oh, yes.
1: it, I love lamb.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm.
1: Uh, Lovely meat. Yeah.
0: In Do the that. Bible, in the Bible, uh, it's mentioned that uh, when when Jesus and their friends were killing a lamb, it was for a very very important reason, and it was like the like the best dish ever. It was like the best way to, to celebrate life together when, with with a lamb, and uh, it is indeed a, a delicious, very special, yes. very special mm-hmm. taste. I, yeah, I, I love it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And do people do do the Germans? Can they do a good Mexican um, restaurant? Uh, are there good Mexican restaurants in Germany?
0: You can find a few, but honestly, the Mexican, the original Mexican food is very different, because I in really- Europe, in Europe, um, people have this idea of sitting in a nice place and eating uh, with the in a nice table and to be treated in a good way and to have uh, the dishes in a, in a special way, right? But the best food in Mexico is on the street. And sometimes oh. you, you eat standing on your feet on the street and, and you just have to lick your fingers because it's so delicious. Mm. And that idea is not very European, I think. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the Mexican food in Europe, it's a bit modified to the European community in a way to, to eat it with the with the um, yeah with in, in a in a different way but uh mexico is in a, in a trend lately so you can find decent restaurants yeah in uh, in many many places in europe i, I don't know it. where if you I know tell right. me about
1: yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> no because it's, sometimes people say this thing that you know it says Say a uh, Mexican restaurant or or uh, whatever traditional restaurant, but then the food doesn't is not the same as if you go to the country, for example. That's true. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Very, true. very yeah.
1: true. So if 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 I go to Mexico, you say eat street mm. food. That's the food to. Yeah.
0: Just you walk know, streets and eat in the first place you find. That's really? the okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe not in the first but okay. walk a few, walk a few blocks. And,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, most authentic. Me- yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, there's so many things now that you mentioned about Mexico that I would love to go. So I'll go oh, and I'll put yeah. this on my bucket list. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You do Mexico. it. You do it. Mm-hmm. You're going yeah. to love it. As you, as you define yourself as a romantic person. Yeah. Well, Mexico can be romantic in, in many ways, not only in the in the lovely way, not only in the mm-hmm. emotional way, because romantic is like going against the logical way of thinking, yeah. right? To be romantic mm-hmm. is to be kind of around the, the traditions, around the rules, like to, mm-hmm. to put the to put the heart above the thoughts, right?
1: To live, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to live in the clouds, yeah. Yes. <laughs> to in the clouds.
1: <laughs> That's where I'm stationed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. That's a nice way to be it to live in the clouds. Yeah. So, yeah, in Mexico, yeah. I think you can find yourself, uh, yeah. Oh, that on me. my
1: vibration because my my children always tell me to come back to earth, but I say I like oh, it. <laughs> nice,
0: that's good. I think that that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a place to float in in many. Okay. In, many, yes. okay. in the, in the That's great,
1: but Hermund, this was so lovely to talk to you. Yes. And I I'm so looking forward to you coming to Vienna. But you really have to let me know and um, and we can meet up because I would love to meet you in person. Yes,
0: me too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's been yeah. so fun to to talk to you about these things, but there are so many things that we could also talk about. Yes. No, sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. gave such a wonderful insight into your life also and your journey and, and many things, you know, that, uh, yeah. So it's it was wonderful to talk to
0: you. Yes, yes, I think so too. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, and all the best with this festival, and enjoy your time in in the UK.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's going great. It's going. That's, I'm great. so
1: happy for you, really.
0: Yeah. We we'll finished very, very, very high. Mm. Yes.
1: Okay, Herman. Have a lovely day. lovely
0: to meet you, Petra. Have a lovely great day. Nice to meet you Take too. Care. Bye. 拜拜